0: and in business. I hope you enjoy the show, and let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. Today is episode six in my 10-episode mini-series, or mini-mini-series that I'm doing on my top 10 weight loss mistakes that I've recognized so clearly in my first five weeks of working with my new trainer. Um, These are just a series of revelations that I've had after hiring Alex. And frankly, after turning in my check-ins that we do every week, I just kept seeing, kept getting really frustrated with myself and wondering like, how, how is it that I did this? How is it that I'm five weeks in to hiring a new trainer, paying for a new trainer feeling like i'm putting in all this effort but yet i'm recognizing all these areas where i'm lapsing when clearly i don't want to lapse clearly i want to reach my goal clearly i'm investing in myself like i think this is what i really want all of you to know when you're listening to this series is there are so many ways ladies that we are self sabotaging and we don't even realize it we don't recognize it because we're probably not looking for it And this is, I truly believe one of the areas, you know, once you're past the age of, I don't know, your, your late teens to your early twenties, when the hormones really start changing in your life. And, you know, that's when people start getting married and having kids. And certainly throughout any of these time periods, your hormones can change, your body changes, your metabolism slows down and things it's just never going to be as, it it is what it is like get over complaining about it, but it's never going to be as easy to lose weight as you get older. So I think we all agree on that, but certainly for many of us who have extra conditions like hypothyroidism, adrenal fatigue, uh, cortisol problems, you know, high estrogen, low estrogen, lack of progesterone, low testosterone. I mean, you name it, any or all of these things. And then you have gut issues, that are probably combined with that high-stress lifestyle, maybe a history of a lot of antibiotics um, or a history of extreme dieting, any or all of those things put together can set your body up for just being in a state of disaster, frankly. And when you have a disaster zone, what do you do with it? Do you just proceed as normal? No, you fix the disaster. And I think... (laughs) That's probably maybe a poor choice of words. I don't want to call myself a disaster. Um, but you guys know I'm all about analogies. If that can help illustrate the point, I'm all for it. So I chose to, I'd been sharing some of these revelations and these like aha moments that I've been having on Instagram. And as usual, I had so many women respond and go, Oh my God, I wish you'd talk in more depth with that uh, on that topic. And I realized that it just makes no sense to do it on Instagram stories. I end up, answering the same questions over and over. So I'm really taking the time when I, when I have things that for me are a huge revelation. And certainly when I share a little bit of it and I get such a response, that's when I know it can make a great podcast. So I decided to do this mini mini series and we're doing 10 episodes where I've identified my top 10. And it doesn't mean there won't be more. I'm certainly learning every day. In fact, I had my check-in with Alex yesterday and I you know, learned a little bit more. I mean, sometimes you guys, I am surprised by how much, I'm, for lack of a better way of saying it, how much I'm being disciplined. Um, in other words, it's almost like, you know, when you're younger and you get in trouble with your parents and they're kind of lecturing you and they're telling you what you're doing wrong. That And and that's really, I don't want it to come across as that negative, but I'm just using this as an example. Like what happens is I turn in my spreadsheet to Alex every week and it's got my all of my macros and my weight and my measurements and my feedback for the last week. She looks it over and she responds with an audio response while she's... So in other words, it's almost like I'm sitting there with her because she's reading through my stuff and, and verbally responding to me. And a lot of things she'll, she'll look at my worksheet and she'll go, okay, I can see that we're still having an issue with water, or I can see that, um, still not getting consistent with our macros. And here I am like, well, yeah, I am, but she's, she's the outsider. She's the objective, person. She's also the expert. She's the trainer, right? She and all of the level 10 coaching team that I, that I work with, you know, these are the people who are able to look at my macros and go, okay, you could be doing a lot better. And I'm sharing this with you for a reason, not to make you feel like, oh, that's so that sucks, Kelly. I feel bad for you. No, the point is so many of us women are going for months and probably years stabbing in the dark working out regularly, thinking that we're dieting, probably focused very heavily, spending a lot of time cooking and eating healthy foods and wondering why the hell we're not losing weight. And this is why I'm so passionate about this this series, this the other topics I'm going to cover on the show, and on sharing, you know, um all of my learnings with you because I got that that's why I hired Alex because When I realized like I was able to get back to training in mid February and it was about five months when I had that aha moment of like, whoa, I'm five months in to really being accountable, getting back to working out after, you know, being on the bench for six or seven months. I'm tracking my macros count. I'm in a caloric deficit. I'm adding more cardio. That's the subject of today's show is cardio. And I'm, I'm literally, my body is in the exact same state that it was, you know, six weeks ago, give or take a little bit. I'd made, I'd certainly made some progress, you know, my man noticed, but this is true for so many women and so many women, they just continue. I think a lot of it is based in in a little bit of embarrassment and shame, you know, where we're embarrassed to go to somebody and go, you know, I've just been, I've been at this forever. I, I can't get anywhere, you know, but Sometimes there are things that are outside of your control. And sometimes I didn't want to be the person to admit this, um, but sometimes all of your extra health issues are in such a dire strait or in such a serious state. And this is what I talked about in yesterday's episode. We need to focus on healing first before we can really expect our body to perform like a normal body would, a, a functioning body would, a normally functioning body would, to diet and exercise. And, and that's what I talked about in yesterday's show, was we really need to shift our mindset for so many of us and realize like there's got to be a period of healing first, where, where that's going to be the number one thing that we gauge our success by is, is healing. Now today, in, in today's episode, the lesson that we're talking about is cardio. And for so many of you, you're like me, there are a lot of us who truly enjoy cardio. There's a bunch of people that hate it, but there's a lot of people who probably started working out, I would say, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And, and back then most of, most of the workouts were focused predominantly on cardio and they even called it way, way back in the day, aerobics. Remember those days? Um, so it it used to be that cardio was was king for weight loss. And it still is a thing that permeates the fitness environment that if you need to lose weight, go running. If you need to lose weight, do a lot of cardio. What I what I hear and observe a lot is oh, I need to lose weight, I'm gonna get a spin bike. It's like for some reason, spinning is the penultimate answer to all weight loss problems. And let me be very clear. This is going to be probably one of the shorter episodes because I'm going to be as direct and to the point as possible. Number one, this show is not to say that any of these methods of cardio are bad. I'm not saying at all that any, I I freaking love cardio. Okay. If I had it my way, let me be very, very clear. I would absolutely love if I could do an hour of cardio every day and an hour of weight training. I kid you not. If my work life uh, would permit it and it wouldn't put me into massive overtraining, I would love it. Um, I haven't been running lately, but I do enjoy running. I've never been somebody who does marathons and five K's or 10 K's, whatever, but I do enjoy, um, when I get into a running groove going for like a half an hour run, I haven't been doing that lately. I think a lot of that a has to do with the fact that my trainer doesn't want me doing cardio right now. Um, and that has to do with my healing process. So don't think that all of you have to stop cardio that's that's not the point. Um, but I think a lot of it too is let's be real. I live in Texas where it's quite often, you know, a hundred to one hundred and five degrees. And so if you don't go running really early in the morning or pretty damn late at night, you're just going to be wheezing. I sometimes when I see people running, I'm like, good gracious. Um, but let me just restate that again. I am somebody who loves cardio. Um, I look forward to the days when I can probably incorporate cardio again. Um, so when I mentioned things like spinning and step class and orange theory fitness and, um, you know, marathons and, and triathletes, I'm not making a judgment on anybody. It's not to say that those things are bad and that people that love that, uh, um, are doing, you know, the wrong approach. That's not it at all. However, if you're like most women and you are stuck at a weight loss plateau. And I was doing this I, honestly. This was going to be what my next plan was before I finally realized, like, what am I doing? What what am I doing? I'm going to add more cardio. I'm not. I, I I've referenced in all of these in the in all of these episodes of this series that I'm recording that I'm really focusing on taking the George Costanza approach. And if you didn't watch Seinfeld, you need to do some googling. Google the George Costanza opposite approach and you'll, you'll get a kick out of it because it was one of the best episodes. That's hard to say about Seinfeld. Pretty much every episode of Seinfeld was one of the best episodes. But in that episode, George Costanza was realizing that everything he did in his life never worked out for him. So he's like, I'm going to do the polar opposite of everything I've ever done. And he did like, he goes and he meets a woman and he's like, I'm unemployed. I live with my parents. Um, I'm overweight. I'm bald. Let's go out. And the woman's like, okay, let's do it. And he just was like, wow, this opposite approach, this direct approach is working. I'm going to go for it. I am really focused on having that awareness, having the self-awareness to be able to say, okay, if something's not working, and ladies, I really, I'm going to say this in pretty much every one of these episodes. If you've been stuck for a long time, I really encourage you to ask yourself, why are you not making a big change? Why are you not leveling up and hiring a dietitian or a nutritionist or investing in a certain program? Why are you choosing to do the exact same things that you've been doing for six months, nine months, a year, two years, four years, five years? Do you think that one day it's just gonna magically, magically all come together like a bunch of atoms in the sky and create a planet? Or in your case, it's gonna create magic weight loss? It doesn't work that way. At some point you have to ask yourself, okay, I've been at this for three or four years. Like I've been bitching and complaining that I'm a size, let's just use this. In, I'm like, say this is Sally who I've talked to actually in my development, my community that I live in. She's like, I've been a size 14 for the past five years, ever since I had my third kid. And she's like, you know what my normal size is? I'm normally a size eight. She goes, but slowly but surely, I creeped up to a 10 and a 12. And now I'm kind of edging near a size 14. You know, she goes, I'm like a 12, 14. I am so not that size. And I said, how long have you been there? And she's like, honestly. And I think she said three or four years. Um, Something to that effect. And I said, well, what have you been doing? And she pretty much said, you know, well, I work out, eat healthy, and I keep trying. And, you know, I, I started off running, and I would go running for 20 minutes. And now I run like an hour every day. Now, again, this is not to just pigeonhole and say running is bad, but two things here. When, at what point do we, and this isn't exclusively for women, of course, any guys that are listening, you can ask yourself the same thing. At what point are you going to go, you know what? I've been doing this thing for a long time and I've been continuing to add more cardio and cut back on my calories and I'm not getting anywhere. Maybe I need someone else to help me. Like that, that phrase, how's that working out for you? We need to ask ourselves that a lot more because that's what I did after five months. That's why I hired Alex about what I'm in my seventh week now. So six weeks ago, I hired Alex because I had that embarrassing, yeah, I'm embarrassed by it. I don't care if, you know, some of you are going to say you shouldn't be, but I am. I'm embarrassed that I have worked so hard for five months. And before that, you know, before the migraines hit me, the beginning of last year i was working really hard and i wasn't getting anywhere it is very embarrassing for me to be a fitness fanatic who puts so much time and effort and money into my body and into getting fit and i literally am like frozen in time it's embarrassing i it is very emotionally devastating for me to be around people who i see like get pregnant have a baby and get their their pre pregnancy body back in the time period that Kelly is like the turtle, still crushing all around, still has Hashimoto's, still has all these issues, still has low cortisol, still can't get her metabolism working. Yeah, that frustrates me. But you know what? I have finally taken things up a notch because I am far more aggressively involved with my doctor. I am, instead of just going to my doctor and hearing him talk about my blood work and going, okay, I'll take whatever pills. I come to the table with like 50 questions and I just texted him this morning and I said, here's the deal. We started me on iodine supplementation. It hasn't made any difference. We started me on 50 milligrams of iodine, which is supposed to be like making a huge difference. Most people have to start at 12 and ease their way up to 50. I did 50 a day, didn't make an ounce of a difference. And you know what I said to him? I need to make an appointment because I want to understand what that means. What does it mean that I added something that is supposed to be so, such a huge impact on people's lives and weight loss and their health? And it's like, I was taking a placebo. Tell me what that means. And, and what I said to him specifically is, I have been seeing you for two years. This is not to blame my doctor, by the way. But this is how you can be more proactive instead of just accepting where you are. That's what I did for my first year with with Dr. Sebring. You know, I would go, I would get my blood work, I'd follow his instructions, and things wouldn't change. And I'd just, you know, probably delay my next appointment and go back, you know, two or three months late. And then I'd get weighed there and nothing much would change. And I'd complain and I'd say, why am I not losing weight? And he'd say, well, let's try this. But I wasn't proactive. And now I'm being proactive. I texted him this morning and I said, I would like to talk about this because I want to know what it is that you think we need to change. Do we need to lower my estrogen? Do we need to increase my testosterone? What is it that we can do in the context of what you can work on, Dr. S, that can help me heal so that I can get a normally functioning body again? Because there are plenty of women my age who are in ridiculously awesome shape, I should not be having a body that doesn't respond to normal diet and fitness and exercise. So I'm going to do everything I can with Alex. I'm also going to do everything I can with my doctor because that's my dedication to myself. Now, let me bring this back to cardio because I, I definitely have segued a lot in this episode. I get it. But the cardio equation or the cardio issue is one that is very simple and and really i want to drive this point home if you are stuck and you can't lose weight and your answer is to constantly just do more running or buy a peloton bike or go to orange theory fitness or do whatever extreme cardio you think and you are and and coincidentally if you're not doing any weight training or minimal weight training and you're not increasing that like rather than increase your cardio you should cut back your cardio. Most of you, most of you would probably see remarkable results. If you're doing a shit ton of cardio, if you cut your cardio in half and increased the the amount of weight, like if you're doing, oh, I just want to tone, Tracy Anderson kind of stuff. I'm not even gonna comment on that, but I kind of just did without commenting. You can just read between the the audio, um, but lift heavy. You know, the number one thing that I'm doing, obviously my whole everything that Alex is having me do is lift heavy 5 days a week. And for my quote-unquote cardio, I just focus on 10,000 steps a day. So I go on mini walks and that's it. 10 to 12,000 steps a day. I am not doing any cardio unless my heart rate gets up a little bit when I'm training and sometimes it does, absolutely and I love it but I'm not doing any plyometrics I'm not you know running up and down the stairs and let me just tell you in the in the past 2 or 3 years I tried to squeeze in so much extra cardio there was a time period where I'm like not losing weight enough so I'm going to add 20 minutes and those of you that have followed me for a long time you probably remember this I was adding 20 minutes of hit training Monday through Friday and sometimes Saturday and Sunday you know what's funny every time I added all that extra cardio I didn't lose any extra weight You know what did happen? I ended up with adrenal burnout and I stayed at exactly the same weight. You know what's funny, you guys? Let me summarize my first six weeks with Alex. I'm eating three to 400 more calories a day. I have cut out all the cardio I was doing. I'm weight training five days a week. And let's also remember my first five weeks, I wasn't doing so hot. I wasn't spot on with my macros. I probably got more like two to three workouts a week. All those things considered, I have not gained weight. More often the scale has been going, has been starting to creep down. So think about that and the impact. Wouldn't you think that if I was doing, you know, a good amount of cardio every week and I was at 1600 calories, which was my caloric deficit number, wouldn't you think that if I'm now eating about 2000 calories, not doing any cardio and just weight training, that I would be wouldn't you think that by now I'd be like five to 10 pounds heavier, but I'm not, I'm actually, you know, again, it is slowly creeping down, but I am trending downward. I am not gaining weight. That tells you that all that extra cardio, what I encourage you to start doing is start really considering. And again, people, when the time's right, there's nothing wrong with If cardio makes you feel good, I remember Valerie Waters said this to me if cardio makes you feel good and you love that good sweat, there's nothing wrong with it. When your body is in a state like mine where it needs healing, that cardio, that jacked up high intensity stuff, is what your body perceives as a stressful event. It's, and it is, it's physically depleting. So if that's all, there's two things. Number one, a lot of extra cardio. And then adding on extreme dieting, you know, cutting more calories, your body's only seeing that as stress. You're really not going to actually make an impact for most of you. You're not going to make an impact and cause more weight loss. And what happens is you get into that position where you create a nightmare situation where your body's like, okay, I'm used to this much cardio and eating this little. If you really want to lose more weight, you need a lot more cardio and a lot less food. What are you going to do? Inevitably get to the point where you have five calories a day and you're working out for eight hours. That's absolutely insane. That much cardio is not going to work well for you. It will jack your cortisol. It will jack your adrenals. You will end up like I did with adrenal burnout where your doctor is saying to you, you're going to end up in the hospital for three months, Kelly. That was such a wake up call for me about a year and a half ago. It was awful. Okay. Lastly, let me close with this. And this is about keeping it as real as possible. When all you do is cardio, all of you ladies who are out there who have been runners and nothing else but runners, so I'm doing a teeny, teeny, teeny little bit of bashing on running. It's very common to see men who are very skinny runners, and they don't they do they don't do a lot of weight training, so they want to be light. Okay, There's a lot. It's very common to see women who are very hip heavy, butt heavy, thigh heavy with a lot of cellulite. And and again, please do not think that I would be strutting down in a bikini right now. I'm not saying I'm in perfect shape and I'm pointing fingers. I'm just saying I observe it all the time. Women who are carrying a tremendous amount of extra fat, they are they are they don't have muscle tone. Their body is not where I would say, "Wow, that looks amazing." But they're killing themselves running and running and running and running because they think they're going to lose weight. And what happens alternatively is if you change that and you cut back on your cardio, so you could still run. There's nothing wrong with running. Sprinting is even great, greater if you can incorporate that. Add your weight training because then that jiggle and that cellulite situation all of that changes when underneath you start building beautiful muscle because then when that when that body fat does start to get to a place when your body starts to heal and then you start to drop the fat that's when the most beautiful thing happens you will get that toned quote unquote toned look that you're looking for when you have muscle so cardio only is a bad idea in general. Cardio only when you're trying to lose weight and you're at a plateau and you're just running yourself into a ground. It's a horrible idea. Start lifting heavy, cut back on your cardio, test it out, you got nothing to lose. I dare you. I hope this was helpful, you guys. Share it with your friends. Make sure you tune into the rest of the series. You do not have to listen to any of these episodes in order. It is a 10-episode series on my top 10 weight loss uh, mistakes. I've got four more coming at you in two bonus episodes. Make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you haven't left me and this show a five-star review on iTunes, what are you waiting for? You'd know you'd make your Aunt Kelly very happy by doing so. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.